0: Folks, wondering what happened on July 18th in baseball history? Ty Cobb of the Philadelphia A's collects his 4,000th career hit. Ford Frick hints at an asterisk. Cones perfect. Mays collects his 3,000th. And Don Mattingly goes yard for the eighth straight game. All that and more on this day in baseball history. Some peanuts and I don't care if Folks, I'm I Tom, the Baseball Nostalgia Guy, and I want to welcome you to Baseball History Daily. And before we jump to today's birthday, I just want to touch on yesterday's show. That was about July 17th, where Ty Cobb, again, he passed away. The Twins triple up the Red Sox, and we had the audio call. Gibby reaches his 3,000 strikeout. Again, audio call. Joe DiMaggio's streak is stopped. And we had a great audio on his uh, in his interview with Sports Legends. And yesterday's trivia, who hit a home run in his first World Series at bat and had his number retired in 1980 and won two Golden Gloves at a position he hardly played in the minors. You can check out yesterday's podcast for the answer on that trivia. Now let's jump into July 18th. Every piece of history starts with a birthday. And with the hundreds of players that were born today, my special birthday call goes out to Joe Torrey. He was born July 18th, 1940 in Brooklyn, New York, when the Dodgers were still there. (laughs) He he was a nine-time All-Star when he played. He won the 1971 MVP. He won a batting title, player of the year award, golden glove, he was really an outstanding player Um, for 18 seasons. He played in nearly 2,300 games. And as good as that was, what he's really remembered for is his managerial career. And his managerial career has two sides for sure. Um, During his first 15 years, he won just one division title. Um, And then after um, being let go in St. Louis, he arrived back in New York, uh, back to his home, and he went to the Yankees, and in 1996, The rest, as you say, is history. He won the division nine times in 11 years. He had six World Series appearances, uh, four championships. He won the Manager of the Year Award twice. And after he left the Yankees in 2007, uh, he went to LA and he won two more division titles. Uh, Outstanding managerial career. He'll be inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2014. And he won a total of 2,326 games, good for fifth all time today's debut, it's going to be Steve Rogers of the Montreal Expos. He debuted July 18th, 1973, and I just love this number, I I say it all the time, I get this from Baseball Reference, he was the 13,391st Major League Player in Baseball history. Uh, He had a fantastic debut, he debuted against the Astros, he pitched eight innings, gave up just four hits, struck out two, walked three and gave up two earned runs. Um, Rogers actually is the most successful pitcher in Montreal Expos history. Uh, he won 158 games in 13 seasons uh, before the arm injury ended his career. Uh, he was in- the Missourian was instrumental in the Expos' uh, first postseason pre- pre- in the Expos' first postseason appearance. Um, in Game 5 of the 1981 NL Division Series against the Phillies, uh, Rogers uh, hurled a shutout uh, to pitch, the, uh, pitch them into the um, League Championship Series against the Dodgers. Uh, he won Game 3 in that series, but he did lose the deciding fifth game. Uh, he came in in relief uh, with two outs, of course. <laughs> Rick Monday hit that historic home run off of him and they lost 2-1. to one. Uh, Rogers is still the uh, franchise record holder with 158 wins. He's ranked our first in career war for pitchers. Games started, innings pitched, shutouts, complete games, and losses. Now, as I mentioned yesterday, Robin's not with us for a few more days. So you're going to hear me on the, uh, on the history highlights. Before we get to that, uh, we're going to do some trivia. The late 70s, early 80s, Milwaukee Brewers had a nickname. They were called, the, they were called Harvey's Wallbangers. And, and who coined that term? Answer later in the show. All right, let's get to some history. On July 18th, 1999, New York Yankees ace David Cohn pitches the 14th perfect game of the modern era and the 16th overall in Major League Baseball history. Cone doesn't reach a three-ball count on a single batter and throws only 88 pitches in shutting down the Montreal Expos 6-zip. Cone becomes the second Yankee in the last year to throw a perfect game at Yankee Stadium, joining David Wells in this exclusive co- club. And let's hear that radio call by John Sterling. 1-1 one, one, pitch. He popped him up. He's going to get it. Rocious down from third. Rocious makes the catch. Ball game over. A perfect game. A perfect game for David Cohn. The third time. Works like a charm. It is the third perfect game in Yankee Stadium history. Don Larson in 56. David Wells in 98. David Cohn in 99. 27 up, 27 down. David Cohn has attained baseball immortality. I swear this isn't Yankee radio, but we have another Yankee highlight here from uh, July 18th, 1987, uh, when New York Yankee first baseman Don Mattingly ties a major league record when he homers in his eighth consecutive game. Mattingly connects in a 7-2 loss to the Texas Rangers. It was an opposite field shot, matching a 31-year-old record set by Dale Long and Phil Rizzuto on that call. So it's just 2-0. That could have been some big inning for the Rangers. They had four consecutive base hits, two doubles. Hey, did he get all of it? Did he? Holy yes. cow, he did it! Holy cow, Mattingly is unbelievable! The opposite <laughs> field, holy cow! And the fans are giving him a standing ovation. Oh, isn't that great? Unbelievable. Um, look at, those oh, look at the great Ranger fans. Look at those great fans, isn't that good? I'm very proud of it. that's outstanding. Don Mattingly has just tied a record set back in 1956 by the Pirates' Dale Long. A home run in eight consecutive games. And now we're going to go to July 18th, 1970. San Francisco Giant outfielder Willie Mays collects the 3,000th hit of his career. It was a second-inning single against Montreal's Mike Wegner, the umpires stopped the game, enabling Mays to be honored in ceremonies that featured Hall of Famer Stan Musial. Now, quick call on that, 3,000th. 0-2, Wagner delivers. Mays hits it the left field, Willie Mays has done it again. He has brought the baseball world to a standstill. With the league president, Charles Feeney, Hall of Famer Stan Musil and Carl Hubble, and Monty Irvin, who helped Mays at the start of his baseball career, all cheering him on. July 18th. 1961, Commissioner Ford Frick makes a controversial ruling in announcing that Babe Ruth's single-season home run record cannot be considered broken unless it is accomplished in 154 or fewer games. Frick's decision will result in two separate records: one for a 154-game season and one for a 162-game season. And finally, on July 18th, <clears throat> and finally on July 18th, 1927. Ty Cobb of the Philadelphia A's collects his 4,000th career hit. Cobb's 4,000th hit was a double uh, off the Detroit Tigers. And he's going to hold the record um, for the most hits until 1985 when Pete Rose will finally surpass him. That's all we got for today on July 18th in baseball history. Now a little bit on that trivia. Uh, He batted third in the Wallbangers lineup, and he still holds the Milwaukee Brewers' single season record for hits and and singles in a single season. And one one more little piece, uh, he won the Roberto Clemente Award in 1983. Who is he? At this point in the show, it's when I always when I talk about the games you can listen to that happen on this date uh, in baseball history, you know, over our vintage baseball reflections. And it's like a twilight zone, right? Where you could really rewind the clock, and you can and you can really go back in time 30, 40, 50, 60 years. And today we're going back to the 1960s, where we're going to talk about uh, July 18th, 1964, at Bush Stadium, the future future World Champions. St. Louis Cardinals are gonna take on the New York Mets, where you can listen to Lou Brock, Bill White, and Ken Boyer. They really put on a show during a historic eighth inning. And then the next year, 1965, the Mets again are gonna take on the Milwaukee Braves at County Stadium, uh, where you can hear players such as Tug McGraw, Jim Hickman, Hank Aaron, Eddie Matthews, and birthday boy Joe Torre in this one. I hope you get a chance to go over there and listen to some of these games. Uh, the nostalgia that you hear during these games and the side stories about the players—they're just they're so worth um, investing some time in this. If you had, a, if you have a chance, you know, take take the games on a walk with you. Just put your earbuds in and go for a walk, and you can listen to the games or, or have the games playing on the porch when you're having your favorite favorite drink and just enjoy, soak it in the uh, baseball nostalgia. Again, over at vintagebaseballreflections.com. Now, the answer for the trivia. That you've been waiting for. After hearing general manager Harry Dalton try to nickname them Harvey's ball bangers, nah, it should be just like the drink, Harvey's wall bangers. We keep banging them off the walls. And he did his share. Uh, he had 219 hits in 1980, and 157 of those were singles. Now, who are we talking about? Cecil Cooper. Now, Cooper had found himself in, uh, in someone's shadow quite a bit in his career. And you could say that a lot about the 1980 season, which he set the record in. Uh, well, that was his best season. He had 25 home runs, led the league with 122 RBIs. Um, and again, he compiled those 219 hits, which was a career high. And he batted 352. Unfortunately, there was a guy named George Brett uh who hit 390 that year and took the royals uh to six to a six game world series so unfortunately for cooper and unfortunately for cooper uh he is going to end up behind george brett that's all i got for today uh, we're talking about july 18th tomorrow we're going to talk about july 19th and we got some big time players who debuted on july 19th in baseball history we're talking tony Gwynn, hannes wagner juan marischal and then thurman munson had his own little pine pine tar debacle, and Cy is going to win his 500th. Uh, Thanks to always, I know she wasn't here today, but Robin from Robin Says, for the highlights that she normally does, they're always fantastic. And uh, Horse Hide Trivia, for providing these uh, wonderful trivia so that we can really enjoy and think about baseball history and think about these crazy events and who did what when. Till tomorrow, I'm going to bid you guys adieu. VintageBaseballReflections.com features a treasure chest of baseball audio. The wonderful thing is the audio isn't a guy like me, or a few talking heads reflecting on players, seasons, or teams. It is the actual players from that era, announcers from that era, giving you an uncut, unfiltered, unrecent day stance on what it was like then. These are real-time clips from that era. Now, we encourage you to check out our entire back catalog of baseball audio. And if you like old-time games and folks, And folks, you are not alone. Join the membership section to enjoy interacting with fans, scoring games with folks just like you, and listening to hundreds of radio broadcasts that were baseball classics. As a special offer to you, type in This Day in Baseball for a discount just for you. And if you enjoyed the show, hit the plus sign to subscribe. Follow us on the socials, and above all, share us with your friends who love baseball history just like you.